Stitched Up Heart, and you're listening to Interview Under Fire. So, uh, Mix C, thank you so much, uh, seriously, for taking the time to come with me on the show. Uh, big year for you guys. Of course, every year is big, but especially this year, you guys just released Darkness. Before we j- jump into that new album, um, how are you? How have things been for you lately, your band, and how long have you guys been on lockdown in Cali? Oh man, I mean, I'm pretty good for uh, you know for what it's worth right now. I I'm pretty good at keeping myself super busy. So as soon as we found out the tour was postponed, the first thing I did was hit up the kitten rescue that I work with, and uh, I was like, "Give me some kittens to play with," because I know it's gonna be a bit till we get to play again. So. You know, we're, we're still practicing um, where, you know, there's a lot of stuff that actually needed to be done anyway, and it actually kind of works out. But yeah, I, I keep myself so busy that I get o- overwhelmed even in these times, you know. Right. Now, you just moved, correct? Talking about being busy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, we're moving the entire band rehearsal space to this house. We're going to have an actual band house to practice in, you know, like go back, take it back to old school where you're just jamming out in the garage kind yeah. of stuff. Um, because Los Angeles, there's really no place that you can play. Like you have to rent out a rehearsal space and all that stuff. So of course. we finally just got into a house. It's a little on the outskirts of LA and, uh, it's got enough room for us to park our trailer, um, have all the gear and everything like that. So, and an alarm system. So if you live anywhere near the area, um, we are like triply alarmed over here and I'm going to get yeah. it done. Uh, it's important to stay safe uh especially i mean the times we're in it's i don't want to say it's unprecedented like people saying oh we've gone through the spanish flu whatever but it's you know it's almost like i mean i don't want to say every man for himself because we should be helping other people but considering i think that's just been happening recently that's a great idea you know uh the safer the better oh yeah like i um so my mom has a gun and my sister has a gun and i've never been like person that felt like I needed it but when you're in a house all by yourself or like you know with the guys and stuff at in the in the middle of the night when the house makes noises it's not like an apartment where you can like you know it's probably the neighbors or something yeah it's scary so like what do you do to protect yourself we can have an alarm system but I don't know I don't even know how to like set a gun up like (laughs) how do you do that but yeah yeah um, yeah it's that's a good idea yeah, it's crazy. I don't know. I'm just probably just going to get pepper spray or something. No. Uh, so, yeah. So I've had my, my cousins who go to the university uh, in Dallas and I made them get a pepper spray. Like, like I don't want her, you know, when she has like class at night and stuff like that. I'm like, okay, you got to protect yourself. I don't care what part of town you're in. She's like, oh no, this is a safe part of town. I don't care. You know, you got to protect yourself at all costs because it's just times are weird and I cannot stress that enough. Um, so being stuck at home, like we all are, um, how are you keeping up with your, you know, your vocals and your guitar chops? Because I know you started, because you, you, you play guitar, you know? Do you live in a place, of course, now you can just crank up and play. Do you do yeah. that on a regular basis? Oh, man. Well, first off, we just moved in like a week ago, so we're still yeah. getting everything together. But um, 
I, the other day I was, I started singing and I realized, oh my gosh, my neighbors won't complain about me belting and screaming at the top of my lungs and I can turn this amp to 11. Yes. Right. Like, <laughs> it's like, I mean, I haven't quite told the neighbors yet that they, uh, a rock band just moved into the neighborhood. There goes the neighborhood. But yeah. Um, yeah, no, and there's so much more room. I mean, we went from 386 square foot apartment, tiny little place where I can't even do yoga if I wanted to, wow. um, to being able to like belt in the, in the acoustics in here are actually really, really, really nice. That's good. That was my next question. Like, um, you do live in a neighborhood. Like, are they like, oh, is something going on there? She's screaming at the top of her lungs, but, but <laughs> we <it's> purposefully like... <laughs> did not get into a neighborhood with an HOA. So we wouldn't get yelled at. And also it was funny because the seller who sold us the house, yeah. um, the real estate agent was like, Hey, um, I have a really weird question from the seller. They heard that you guys are in a band and they wanted to know if they, you could sign something for them. <laughs> And it, like, yeah cool. there you go and this is like what just a week into the new house right <laughs> we didn't even move in yet <laughs> so does, yeah I mean, it's yeah go ahead yeah yeah that, that's I, that's awesome yeah so does, things in the background i got yeah yeah I, I see i see that's awesome <laughs> they're not coming in so does this uh pandemic now that you're home does it open up new things for you personally and artistically maybe you've not known before i know we're close to two months into, I can't believe it's been two months, but you know, it's, uh, time flies, but, yeah. but, but how was that like, like, how are you maybe, I don't know, discovering yourself? Like for me, for example, I didn't even know I would be doing podcasts two months later, you know, and now I'm doing it and it, it's great. Oh yeah. It's definitely, um, challenging the, as a musician, I think that we are kind of built for this kind of thing like we're built to go out on tour take a break and write yeah go out on tour take a break and write the only difference is i mean we just released a record usually we'd be touring to promote that um but you know i we would have i think on the 10th of this month we were going to play with Met metallica and godsmack in florida my dad was going to come a big festival you oh, know man yeah. um so it's really crazy but it's uh challenging us to write differently than we usually would um so this next record it's gonna be pretty much just merit and i at this point um writing everything and seeing where we go from there um but i, I think it's it's opening up different ways of connecting with people also i've been doing a lot of skype with uh the fans and like hanging yeah. out chit chatting and um uh, been playing World of Warcraft with some people that follow the band and like oh, yeah, we have our awesome. own like guild and everything uh, for all my <laughs> patrons. It's called like Unicorn Tribe. But um, awesome, love it. Yeah, so we nerd out a little bit, but uh, yeah, it's it's definitely a different way of kind of fixing things that needed to be worked on anyway that we just hadn't had time for. Um, fixing a website that we have been putting like <laughs> aside for a little yeah. while and other stuff, you know, so you find stuff to make the best of the time. Yeah, it does give us, I mean, now you always said, you know, like even me, um, like I'm going to work on this when I have free time and now I have all this free time and then I have more free time. Like, what do I do? Some of the bands, not even some, like maybe even just a lot of these bands that, you know, just in the business, they've been doing, and you mentioned it going live and doing like live streaming and, and, and such. 
bands like Code Orange, Insomnium, you know, it, the list goes on. They've been doing, uh, I don't know if they're still doing it these days, but like in March, they were doing the whole concert empty venue, stream it for the fans. They even sold tickets, I believe. I think Insomnium even sold tickets online and they did the show for the fans so they can tune in. Do you think, as an artist, do you think the quarantine-deduced live streaming surge is going to affect the touring musician business going forward? Man, um, yeah, we had to do some some live uh, Facebook live things, but like you can only play your set so many times for social media, and it's like different. It's a different feeling when you're actually at the venue and yeah. rather than just recording it through a computer. It's kind of like it's there's still a detachment from it. Um, I really liked the the guys in Denmark who put together that drive-through, like drive-in show where they brought the, they brought the cars in. There was like 500 cars and they okay. put the whole stage together and everything. And I thought that was pretty cool, but the tickets to that show have to be pretty expensive to make the stage and the, you know, the production behind it work. But, um, but yeah, I thought that was a pretty cool idea. I thought that I was mean, a meme. That's a <laughs> I, I saw I saw a picture of all these cars in front of the. I was like, oh, that's that's funny. I was like, oh, it actually happened. That's yeah, pretty, that's they, pretty awesome. <laughs> they made a really funny meme off of it too. They have like a um, a mosh pit of cars just piled up. <laughs> oh wait, actually, I follow you on Instagram. I think I did see that. That was yeah. hilarious. Uh, that was that's smart thinking. <laughs> I mean, of course, that'd be the only way to do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I definitely think there's going to be a difference in how the bands go out and, and mingle with, with people because, you know, we are usually pretty good about going out, meeting everybody that we possibly can. Um, but even the last tour, I ended up getting sick three times this last Christmas, three times on a two month tour. One of them, mm. I got strep throat. So it's, it's, this is all making it so apparent how easily you can get sick or how, how easily things can, um, you know, get to one person yeah. to another. So I'm a big person, big hugger. Like I love to hug and I yeah. feel like I've kind of been taken away a little bit where I'm a little scared to hug someone, you know, cause I don't want to get anything that I can hurt anybody else with. Yeah. Just wear a hazmat suit like everybody else's and then, and then that's it, you know, <laughs> uh, hugs. <laughs> so, you know, the, the talk about the live streaming experience, that's an interesting, yeah, you know, that's a great answer. I get, uh, I've spoken to some artists who give me so many different versions of answers because if I'm seeing Sister Apart in person, that's a whole different atmosphere as opposed to seeing you on the screen, you know? Um, and then there, you know, there's some artists who say you can still sell tickets. Let's say you do a festival here and maybe someone in Europe doesn't have access to it and you can sell tickets to, I don't know, that fan overseas and they can tune in that way. But you know, it's you know, it's 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 a different way to look at things. It could work one way and it couldn't. But that's I'm always concerned about that going forward because I don't know what it's going to be like. You know, I don't know what it's going to be like. You know, for people like you, for artists out there who you know do the passion that they do and they can't give it to the people in front of them because I don't know fan interaction. It's very important to you. I know. I know that is. Uh, yeah, I was. I was. I don't know if I was hangry earlier, it was just really hot outside, <laughs> but maybe I was just like, kind of like, I miss the stage. I miss being up there and yeah. uh, there's nothing that's going to be able to compare with a live show, like actually being in the venue or outside, you know, with the festivals and it's, there's nothing that compared to that uh, through a computer. Like you can't recreate it, you know? Of course. Um, so you, there, people are just going to do what they can to try to make it 
something, give something musical to people. But um, right now we got YouTube and Facebook Live and Instagram Live. And that's what we're working with. And you've been uh, with Stitch Star Park for 10 years. Is that correct? 2010 was when it was formed. So, and you've been touring a lot for the last 10 years. What was your favorite part about it? And you've toured with, you've toured with some of my favorites, Sick Puppies, Seven Dust, Steel Panther, Godsmack. I mean, it, it goes on, you know? What was your favorite part about it now that it, does it feel like you're, it's like you're this time in your life, you're taking a step back and maybe it gives you time to look at what you appreciated the most. And yeah, yeah. I think the pause button is really the thing we got to keep remembering because as soon as it will go, I feel like it will get back to a place, maybe not exactly the way it was before, but um, man, I, I miss, I remember we, we toured with Hailstorm in this moment, New Year's Day, about a year before we did the Godsmack run. And I remember every morning waking up to the kick drum of Hailstorm's soundtrack and like hearing boom, boom in the RV because we'd drive all night, we'd get to the venue and then they'd start the sound check with the kick drum. And that was like, I'd wake up in the morning going like, I'm living the life right now. Like, this is awesome. This is everything I've ever dreamed. And um, it's, it's, little things as simple as that are just standing side stage and feeling the heat coming off of the pyrotechnics of Godsmack's set, you know, or um, hearing voodoo with the uh, dry ice that they'd have come up. And it was just like the watching the whole crowd, like the hands go up at the same time or singing along like Steel Panthers set, having, watching the front row of people sing some of the lyrics to some of their songs is the funniest thing i think i've ever seen they're just like talking you know yeah yeah because yeah, 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 steel panther i mean the lyrics are probably my favorite part about the entire just this is just the entire experience of steel panther but that that's i love that yeah it's hilarious and just like i'm gonna admit like i i miss like watching watching the interaction watching the, the crowd watching just it's there's so much to soak in and i think that we're definitely gonna um, feel grateful once we're able to see our first show back when things kind of get to normal. You know, you're talking about being on the road um, a lot and you talked about not writing on when you're on the road. Is that true? You don't write a lot when it comes to writing? You know, yeah, it's so weird. Like when I'm in writing mode, I'm in writing mode and that's all I can focus on. And I can only really focus on one thing at a time on the road. It's like, you're just go, 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 go. And even if I'm writing something like just, just to write, um, I never end up using anything. Like I always, I always like writing what's happening right now because that record is going to be more cohesive rather than bringing something from a past. And every once in a while I'll, I'll touch on a ex relationship or something that happened and pull the strength out of that for now. Right. But, um, I don't know. I just, when I'm in tour mode, I'm in tour mode. I'm in interviews. I'm in, you know, meeting, meeting greets. I'm in like sound check. I'm in practice warm up. You're my living hair, a life. Yeah. My hair takes a freaking hour to curl and like, you know, I gotta like get my whole thing together. And majority of the time before I go on stage, I like to like we go to the gym and then I like to kind of get into the headspace of I'm right there doing this show and I'm not in writing mode. I'm in performance mode. So that's just the way that I do it. Everybody has their own kind of thing. Yeah, of course. Um, so now that you're at home, what, where, you know, are you thinking about writing now that, you know, you're not on the road? How, oh, does, yeah. that, how does, how does that work out? 
Yeah, I mean, Merritt's been, uh, he locked himself in the room and he's got his own little studio and he's just been pumping out a bunch of songs. He's just going crazy on all the instrumental stuff and then we're going to take it in and um, I'm actually going to be flying to Indiana on the 18th of this month to go meet with a different producer that worked on some of the Never Alone stuff. Um, and I worked uh, with a song already with Mitchell Marlowe, who did another, some Never Alone. Um, and then at some point, I want to get out to Arizona, work with Matt on some stuff. So there's, some of the producers are also kind of a little, like, uh, what's it, quarantine-esque. Like, yeah. you know, doing the same thing. Let's stay away from everybody. So yeah, six feet, six feet, yeah. and we're good. Yeah. So, like, you know, we're, we're starting everything from where we are and um, getting at least good skeletons down picking the best skeletons that we have and um, going from there. You talked about Matt, Matt Good, who produced your, I believe, what, he produced Darkness. I know he produced Darkness. Did, he, did you say he produced? He didn't produce Never Alone, did he? And that was no. Mitchell Mello and Sahaj Tickle. So, uh, so your future albums, future work, like what are you looking into? Are you maybe picking both producers from previous albums or looking to work with Matt still, you know? Yeah, I think I want... You know, and I hate saying stuff like this before it's actually done because things change as you write. But um, I think I want to bring back some of the Never Alone vibe. But also I love what we did with Darkness. So I want to like like combine the two somehow um, and find like a cool medium in between. And I think yeah. that would be working with the other producers and like the producer for Darkness. So um I mean, I love all of them. They all brought something interesting to the table. And um, yeah, it, it, I can't really tell you what I think it'll sound like because we're not done. We're just in the beginning. We just released our last record yeah. like a month ago. So um, yeah, it's just, it's always an evolution and it never turns out the way I planned in the beginning. You know, I can tell just by the way your your, your del delivery is, like you have a lot of fuel for your fire and that, you want to get out there. I know you wrote 70 something songs that, you know, uh, that, that, that inspired you to write, you know, for darkness and the only 10 got in. I'm thinking maybe like 140 songs now, like now that you have all this time and something, and, and I thought you did, you guys did something very unique with darkness. I don't, I haven't seen too many bands do this and you get this a lot. We're releasing each song individually. And that was, uh, is this something that you want to try again? Did you like that process? I, I, I know like other people approached you with this idea, but what, what, was your, what was your whole just feeling about that? How did you think that all that turned out? Now that the album's out, you know, everything's done for that, you know, you want to do this again? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm down to do it again. It's kind of like we have a whole team of people that kind of decide on stuff. And when they brought that right. idea of the waterfall effect to the table, um, you know, we had the record was done like a year before the first song even came out or like, you know, the whole album was already done in the year that it took to, yeah. to release every song. But um, it was nice having like a song every month release, like gives you something to look forward to. It gives you more material. Cause once you release a whole record, it's like, that's it. I got another cat yeah. behind me. Um, but, <laughs> They're uh, coming in now. <laughs> I know I'm just surrounded by cats, but um, yeah, it, it was really cool. And as far as like uh, the streaming goes, we built our streaming back up because it'd been a couple of years since we released rec uh, any new music. Um, and it, I think it was two over 2 million streams on the record. Yep. For, yeah, like, Before the album came out, you guys got 2 million streams. 
That's awesome. Yeah, that's pretty good, I think, for, you know, our size of a band. And um, everybody's pretty happy with us. So, I mean, if nobody's complaining, I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you said it yourself. When you fail is when you stop. And I'm glad you guys haven't stopped. And it's, it's a really good thing that you guys did. Uh, I love that idea of just releasing. It, it keeps things, I guess it keeps things fresh on a, on a level. And, you know, it's, it's okay, it's just strip hard. Like the next, I guess, 10 months, it's going to be, I, I can't wait for a new song from this band. You know, just yeah. thinking about that, thinking about, you know, even, even the bands like I even grew up listening to, that, that'd be great. Can you imagine if like Linkin Park released a new song, you know, of course, when Chester, you know, was around, you know, like a new song every, every month, that that'd be, that'd be, you know, that'd be the life as a fan. That'd be amazing just to see. Yeah. I mean, everybody loves having that album in hand and um, eventually they get it, but it's like yeah. in the meantime, you know, when you're, you plan a vacation or you plan like a party or you plan something like having something to look forward to every month, knowing that you're going to get something and you don't know what it's going to sound like. And then, and the end hearing it as a whole was one thing that I, I thought was pretty interesting. Um, just the response of people finally listening to it all as one piece and seeing how it all kind of connects. And um, I don't know, I, I, I liked releasing it that way. I have no idea what the plan is for the next thing. I'm just going to keep writing and see what we all kind of come to an agreement on. Have your aspirations changed or evolved since you first started with this band? Like, do you see things differently now? Oh God, I've learned so much. Like as far as aspirations, um, every, every year you learn more of what you want to do and where you want to go. My first, I just wanted to get on the road. Like I just yeah. wanted to, I didn't care how much money we, we make. Like I just wanted to get on, play to nobody in the middle of nowhere, not get paid and get gas money at least to the next venue, wherever that was. Yeah. I didn't care where, I just wanted to play and tour. And um, yeah, it was, uh, now I'm like, I need to make sure we have an RV so I have a toilet and I can brush my teeth in there instead of the Love's gas station. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, that's important. Like I've, uh, I've gotten a little, I think we've all kind of gone, gotten a little more of what we want to bring on the road to make more comfortable. But right now our main goal is trying to get out of the continent. We've been to Canada a couple times now, but we haven't been to Europe. We haven't been to Australia. There's all these places that we really want to see, but, and uh, we were planning on doing that later this year, but this whole thing happened. So um, I think that's the next goal. And, you know, I, I actually said this, I was talking about this, earlier maybe yesterday that as far as the band goes and not giving up and you mentioned that um i don't think i don't think this band's ever going to do anything like this is the last tour and this is a reunion tour i don't think we'll ever do anything like that well no matter how much money somebody tells us we're going to make we're going to just be a band forever this isn't going away because i'm literally taking this thing to the grave like you know you're wearing a kiss shirt and you know they they kept going on i think they're still going on it's that's hiss. oh yeah i just saw the cats that's awesome that cats on it says hiss that's, that's <laughs> awesome i love that that's perfect oh my gosh ironically um yeah no i mean i just am never gonna i i I really don't think that'll ever happen. Even if we maybe take a hiatus for a minute, I just, this band is like my heart. And if I don't have anything yeah. happen with it, like we have band practice on Saturday, our first one in the new house. And uh, I think it, like I miss it. And it's been two weeks since we rehearsed, you know? Yeah, it's important to be creative, no matter how 
deep down you got to reach to make that happen. Do you have any other interests? I know we just talked about your cats, maybe dive into that a little bit more about how you came to, you know, rescuing kittens and rescuing horses. I know you do that. Do you have any other interests that feeds your creativity within the band that doesn't involve music? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I play video games right now. That kind of helps actually just give me an escape. Um, yeah. Uh, I've been riding my motorcycle a lot more than I was because I, I slid not too long ago, which was kind of scary. But oh, man. Um, I have a little Honda CBR 250. Yeah. It's, you know, it's a big bike for me. I'm five, three and a half. So <laughs> for me, I'm like, it's huge. But, you know, riding it, riding it through the farmlands and the hills and stuff. And that's kind of a good escape for me. But yeah, the kittens, they keep me entertained and super busy. <laughs> so um, I'm very passionate about, you know, animal rescue and stuff. And what about your Patreon? Uh, how is that going? You know, I know you have, you, know, you talk, we talked about fan engagement earlier. And how important is that to you? How important is the fans to you? Because I know they're very important to you. Patreon is probably the coolest uh, thing that has come out for an artist as far as survival um, and being able to um, feel stability. You know, uh, like I was delivering pizzas before I started the Patreon and I'm like, yeah. the best. like I was delivering pizzas for a long time. Um, but I finally was able to stop doing that once uh, I started the Patreon, like a year after it started building. Um, and we built this really cool group of this like really tight knit family where we support each other and we're very open about like we have a secret Facebook group and if somebody's not having a good day they'll talk about it there when they can't post it anywhere else or talk to anybody else yeah and everybody's down to listen it's like a self it's like a support group kind of thing they support me they support each other I support them as much as I can and it's um it's really cool uh patreon.com slash official if you wanted to check it out yeah I know you're uh your darkness album, you had songs that were dedicated for specifically, I think that song darkness actually was written for the diehard fans and it was about helping your fans. Like, is that, you know, is that something you just choose to do? Like just to help people? Is that something that just naturally comes to help people? Is that something that um, you would love to do for your fans? Cause I know there are artists out there who, I mean, I don't want to speak on those artists. Like sometimes they don't really interact with the fans and I love that you do. It's, I think that's just very important. Uh, it just shows the dedication to your craft. I think some, you know, it really just depends on the person. Some artists are more introverted and I am too, but some yeah. artists need like, like their space. Um, and even on the road, I do at times as well. So, but you know, it's, it gets to be a lot on, on tour when you're constantly giving yourself to people. So I can understand yeah. both sides. Um, as far as like helping through music, I mean, music has helped me so much that I don't see a point in doing it without a, a good why or a good reason behind it. There's no point in doing anything if you don't have a real reason why you're doing it, like a good enough reason to do it. Um, and I think of the music as a medicine to try to heal people in some way because it heals me. So how can I connect with people, the people that are feeling sad or lonely or something, you know, those darkest emotions that we have that we don't always talk about um maybe just getting it out of me and relating and and telling people that it gets better somehow you know being that voice that may they might not have you know to tell them that it might feel dark and scary right now and i feel the same way sometimes and so does a lot of people 
but it does get better and you grow through it and you get stronger from it. Yeah. You know, uh, artists like you are the reason why it gives me the reason to do what I do. And I probably, you know, it's, I wouldn't be who I am today without the music you and like many artists put out, you know, it's, I think it's a really cool way how we all kind of just come together and our metal community. Like, it's like, we all look for, out for one another. I've, I haven't seen, I, I mean, I'm sure there are other communities out there of different genres, however you, you want to call it, label it. But I, I just love that the metal community in general, the rock community, it's, it's like we're one big family and it's getting bigger. It's, it's really cool to see that. Yeah, I, I definitely feel something more united with rock, with the rock world um, yeah. than I do with any other kind of music genre. I mean, country kind of does also, I think, but there's something about it. Everybody, they buy, they want to buy albums, you know, <laughs> more I so still than- buy albums. I still have like just stack of albums in the corner and I still, I still buy them. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's um it's the loyalty that the rock community has that I feel like is different that sep- yeah. separates from everything else. So before we finish up here, I want to ask about this, you know, just the rock scene from where you were to where you are right now. Have you seen a change? Have you is it touring with bands like you've toured with Megadeth? I mean, <laughs> that's that's like that's like because uh, you played in the same show as Megadeth. I don't know if, which award show was it. I can't. I wonder which one it was. It was. It was There's a, a couple. I, I yeah, we played like with some of the members here and there, like yeah. Dave Elson. Um, yeah, I yeah. Ship rocked with him, but like, yeah, bits and pieces of Megadeth. <laughs> but, but but see, is it important that you've? Uh, is it really cool to see the different kinds of fans you're bringing in because you're touring with these bands, or 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 did it? Or does it even matter that you're touring with you know the higher echelon bands and that's helping you guys? get to where you want to get? Well, I mean, I definitely notice a difference in after we toured with Hailstorm in this moment, like there's, when I ask people like, how did you hear about us? That might be the the biggest response is either that tour or the Godsmack tour or the song with Sully on it, um, yeah. Lost. So Great song. Uh, the, the fan base changes based off of each tour. Like for example, Steel Panther, uh, I was very curious to see how that was going to go. <laughs> Um, and it was actually way cooler than I thought as far as the fan base reacting to us, um, because they were just so excited to be at a rock show that it was like, the, like it blew my mind. People were just ready to go song first song. They have no idea who we are. They were just ready to rock, you know? So, yeah. um, but yeah, every, every, every fan base is slightly different. Like there was a lot more females at the Hailstorm in this moment tour, obviously. And it was actually really interesting to see half crowd female half crowd male um and i just love that but every you know everyone's different and uh every tour we do it's great to even if we get one person out of that whole crowd um yeah. i'm i'm happy hopefully more than that but <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I, I know it i definitely know it's more than that one die hard out of each show one person that will be loyal because it's more over quality rather than quantity i feel like yeah it's like the. It's like I can't wait for it and this all this to be over. Everyone's going to be just like going out and just doing this thing again. I don't, I don't know. I can't even imagine just the excitement, just the anticipation. Like when I see Stitch Up Heart show, you know, tour dates, and then everything just kind of just comes in all together. Yeah. And and, and I I missed you guys sadly last summer when you guys came in July, I believe, in in Dallas. I'm in Dallas, so. Um, who was that with? Like a storm. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like Gas Monkey. So yeah, Lizzie Hale and uh, Joe came out. 
and RJ. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now I feel okay. Now. Okay. All right. That, that, that's it. That they settles it. <laughs> we're on tour with Alice Cooper, um, who actually speaking of the kitten rescues, Nita Strauss, Alice's guitar player. Yeah. They were all on tour and we, our tours kind of collided. Um, uh, Nita hit me up because they're, they're off the road for a little bit. And she's like, I want to rescue kittens. So I connected her with kitten rescue and then she got her first foster kitten. Um, and I think she's going to end up keeping them. But yeah, I was, it's really cute. Cause she's like, texting me and calling me like, Hey, what do I do? It's doing this thing. And like, I'm like, I freaking love her so much. So I love that kittens brought us together even more, but yeah, that's just some random thing. No, I'm going to ask her about it. Uh, I actually have an interview coming up with her sometime soon. That's pretty awesome. So I can't tell her that I really, she, she's just started doing this like guitar lesson class thing. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking of signing up, but I didn't want to like be silly and be like, Hey, I'm um, taking guitar lessons from you. I think you should do that anyway. That that be a right. that, can you imagine like just the just the fan base, just the interaction you guys will have with all the fans. See Nita and Mixie like just doing like a uh, just a, a session, and then there's like kittens around you, and like that'd be perfect. I mean, I'll play you, power can, chords. There, there you go. I'm just giving you that just that image. I'm just telling you, you got a fan right here. I'll endorse that quickly. That's that'd be an amazing idea. God, I hope this isn't standard tuning. <laughs> Some of them, some of them, you should like script it just to make it look like it's like a comedy or something. That'd be so awesome. Right? So, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna read lyrics, um, and you're gonna tell me what song it's from. All right. Okay. Uh, of course, I'm gonna throw some easy ones in there. So I think they're all easy for you. You wrote them. All right. I feel you up in the clouds. I feel you all around. I'll see you walk one day. I'll see you when I'm ready. Presence felt. Yeah, you already knew that. Like you like, huh. You know, we wrote that <laughs> we wrote that song and recorded it in a closet in our old bass player's house while he was getting his back hair waxed. <laughs> that is amazing information. <laughs> I was like trying to be all sentimental and <laughs> Excuse like me. that was that, that was that was very like you illustrated that entirely like perfectly for me. <laughs> what a sweet song though, right? <laughs> of course, of course. I love that. All right. Attempting suicide, control the way you die. I see it in your eyes. You're falling faster. Oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm throwing it back. Yeah. I love this song actually. I don't even remember. What is that song? <laughs> Uh, go, hold on. Okay, 2014, giving you a clue. At least I think it's 2014. Um, I don't read, know. Even to read it again? Or? No, we wrote 70 songs for Darkness. <laughs> You're talking about 2004. That was six years ago. I can't remember what I ate for breakfast. This is, I- this is the Skeleton Key EP. Yeah. It's off of that. Was it Marionette? Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. You did your homework. I love that. <laughs> hey, I love that EP, by the way. Um, I think it's a gem. All right. So, no, I won't stay another night, another second of my life. Now go away. Let's not pretend because it's the end. It's the end. 
another second of my life. Is it? It's so easy. Yeah. Is that right? Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that you got was it. You got it. <laughs> from the Never Alone album. I can't. Man, even... I'm I'm putting you on the spot here. Gosh. Okay. I told you I'm horrible. <laughs> even if my if it's my own music. <laughs> You're doing good so far, Ed. Can you imagine if we did Star Wars trivia at this point? Yeah, I'm, not, I'm now looking over those questions. I'm like, man, those, I mean, I wouldn't probably wouldn't get those. Okay. Every color turns another shade of black and blue. The lies twist in your mind and turn into tr truth. Uh, that was also from Never Alone. Mm -hmm. Bleeding out. Yeah. I got that one right. <laughs> okay. I'll make it easy for you here. Hold on. Well, I don't know. We'll see. Play something of um, the new album. Okay. <laughs> I, can t I can tell from light in your eyes that tonight is going to get ultraviolet. Try to I speak. Yeah, you already, you already know that before I finished. See, I've been working on the new album. I don't remember anything from the last record or the one before that. No, now that you're talking about like the 70 songs. Man, I wonder what happens to the other songs. Are you going to release those as like B-sides? Ah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like there's there's some good ones in there, but like I said, I like to write from now, like when we're, you know, in yeah, the yeah. time, what's what we're going through right now. Um, so I don't know. Uh, we'll see. Those are those are a lot of songs. I'm sure that's just something that I you know if the fan in me would love to hear, but who knows? Maybe one day we'll see. Okay, dripping from bloody fingers, running from the palms of my hands. Is this the way you get to hell? Yeah. Oh, you already got that. Oh, you got that one. Okay. I was proud of that song. That was our first music video. Yeah. That was, that was a pretty fun song. Did you have dreadlocks? <laughs> I don't know what I was doing with my hair. <laughs> Would you ever go back to that? Just curious. You know, um, I call it the yarn phase. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Scene queen. That'd be a good throwback. Talk about throwbacks. Okay. Uh, and you'll be begging on your knees. Take my dignity with your vanity. Go ahead and watch me pray. I don't know. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> this is this is bitter end. Oh, okay. bitter end. Oh, yeah, yeah, gosh, yeah. That skeleton key. I'm giving you all these refreshers now, and I, you're gonna have to think. You have to think about that. <laughs> um, I think we got all of them. These are the only ones that I picked. You got it's so easy. You got is this the way you go to get to hell? You got dead roses. Uh, yeah, so I got one wrong. You got like you just got the it's just a skeleton key EP. That's just yeah. The, I actually had to write handwritten lyrics for someone today from the skeleton key EP from Frank uh, Frankenstein, and oh, I had okay. to look it up on Google because I didn't remember all the words. And I was like, <laughs> you know, this isn't the worst writing for a goth girl. <laughs> I don't know okay. what I was doing then. <laughs> so before we finish up, uh, finish up here, is there anything else you would like to promote or just a shout out? Yeah, um, the rescue that I've been fostering with is called Kitten Rescue. And uh, they have plenty of people that are available to foster right now. But because of the way that the finances are and the economy, they're not getting a lot of resources for all the animals they're helping. So if, if you want to go and help them out, kittenrescue.org. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. And everyone who's listening, uh, this is Mixie here from Stitched Apart. Darkness came out March 13th, guys, and it's out on another Century Records. Get the album, please. Uh, support this support this band, and they're going to be on the road, uh, hopefully sooner than later. And Mixie's always on Instagram. You can follow her at... 
What's your Instagram handle? Pixie Official. M I S I. Awesome. And everyone who's listening, you can listen to this podcast on Apple, iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. Mixie, thanks so much. And I hope we get to speak again. Aw, thank you for having me. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Interview Under Fire podcast. If you guys liked what you heard, please subscribe and share our channel. And please leave a five-star review as that helps us tremendously. And also, if you guys have any questions or comments, you can find us at Interview Under Fire at Facebook or at Instagram. Or you can write us directly at schwag at interviewunderfire.com. That's S-C-H-W-A-G at interviewunderfire.com. Or Rezablade, that's R-E-Z-A-B-L-A-D-E at interviewunderfire.